It's a new day. Yes, it is. I am Vaughn Johnson. You got me mad now. You know, you got a bad pickle. Feeling good. For all the skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, pal. Sorry. We ran the bad pickle in the arena. With my man, man, Pots and Pants, Nick Bacone. That's me. I don't know where the kid is that was riding it, but he ain't on it when they brought it to the ring. Smile at you and kick your face off. I don't know that one's up. But I don't like it when things are going my way. Don't you dare be sour! Woo! Woo! He don't know nothing else. <laughs> you know that wrestling, like, you know that wrestling bro. <laughs> Give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! What is up ladies and gentlemen out there in this land? My name is Paul Johnson and welcome to episode 249 of the Straight Shooters, which is available wherever you find and listen to your podcast. And we have another great show ahead of us tonight. But I usually do my check-in with my guy, my main man, Pots and Pants, Epicone, a Philly voice and Philly influencer. And I know you're doing swell, I'm sure. But uh, I'm going to usurp that. I'm going to change that a little bit. Uh, talk about how I'm feeling first. Which, you know, we're recording this here on a Wednesday night. Uh, and of course, if you are listening to this after that, you know what's happened already. Uh, but we're recording this after uh, a bunch of a lot of sports teams started by uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and an entire NBA, which is supposed to be three games tonight. Uh, three games with six teams playing, I believe, all game fives in their respective series. Uh, boycotted. They refused to play. Same goes for the WNBA. Uh, it looks like the same might happen for a baseball game or two. I mean, after, you know, again, recording this as it's all happening. Uh, so you may already know what's happened. But, uh, but yeah, and there's a reason why there's a lot of sports teams and players who don't feel like playing. And honestly, uh, it's, you know, it's going to be tough to talk about wrestling tonight because of what's happening in our world yet again. This is not a new thing, obviously. And you know what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Jacob Blake. And we said this months ago. That we're going to have the hard conversations on here. We're the straight shooters. That's what we do. We shoot We shoot it straight. And we're going to have to talk about it again, folks. Because it ain't over. Clearly it ain't over. Oh, I'm getting a push alert right now. Saying that the Mariners will not play tonight. So there you go. Seattle Mariners. Also... Boycotting, so there might not be any sporting events outside of hockey because, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, it's it's tough, man. Of course, and for those that don't know, uh, Jacob Blake was is a man. Uh, fortunately, is still here. Uh, as a man, or Kenosha, Wisconsin resident, uh, had an incident running with police. Uh, he went to get in his car, had his back turned to police. They panicked. I guess they thought he was reaching for something, whatever. I don't know. Either way, whatever, regardless of what led up to it, he ended up with seven bullets in his back. Not one to, like, you know, calm the situation or taser, which, you know, probably would have been more appropriate. Um, but no, seven bullets in his back. And the man was clinging to life. I'm sure, I think he's still, I know he's still in the hospital, and I'm, I don't think he's necessarily out of the woods just yet. But he's still alive. And what we do know is that he will be paralyzed from the waist down. This man will never 
be able to walk ever again. After a run-in with the police, the people who are supposed to protect people like me, people like Nick, anybody that protect and serve. I don't know who they were protecting anybody from when they shot Jacob Blake seven times in the back. I don't know who they were protecting anybody from when they shot Breonna Taylor in her own apartment or then they murdered George Floyd or Sandra Bland or the list goes on and on and on. Philando Castle, it's just, or Castile, I'm sorry. It's, again, just so many names of people who have been victims to this. And again, Jacob Blake, as terrible as it is that he can't walk again, he gets to live to tell this story. I don't know if he wants to recount it at any point, but he's alive, which as bad as it sounds, he's lucky. Because again, there's so many others that weren't as lucky. They don't get to breathe air anymore. But here we are again, and the players of the NBA, and as as I just told you, baseball and numerous sports leagues are taking a stand. You know, as everybody said, sports is an escape. Sports is a privilege, right? Well, that privilege has been revoked until stuff changed. Until something changes around here, for the time being, that privilege has been revoked. And that privilege, primarily, is bestowed upon society by black and brown people. Especially in the NBA. That's like 75% black, right? Something like that. Probably more. I don't know. Same goes for the NFL. Hockey, not as much, obviously. It's definitely more white than than black. But uh, baseball... Black and Latin, Latinx people, people of color on every roster. And it feels like we're just back in the same spot where we were a couple months ago when we were talking about this. And now a lot of the sports teams are tweeting their support for Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. But then people read these comments. People still don't quite get it. They call the, the players pampered. Oh, I wish I could just not show up for work. Well, you don't entertain thousands or millions of people every night. So I'm speaking kind of raw right here. This, this is not prepared. This is how I'm speaking from the heart right now. But um, it's tough. We're going to talk about wrestling at some point. Uh, because as much as I know people, you know, sports, I say sports is an escape. And not, honestly, I don't want people to escape from it. Um. I, you know, it's, it's kind of, at least for today, it's good that we don't have sports right now because people need to pay attention. Uh, but for people who aren't black, people who are white, sports is their escape. It's a momentary escape uh, from the ills of our society, from all the craziness that's going on, right? And it's the same way for me, right? But here's the thing. When I walk out the door, I'm still black in America. I don't get to really have an escape, really. So as much as I can have this momentary time that we're going to talk about some wrestling and have a little bit of fun here, you know, because I could use a little bit of fun after everything that's going down. I'm sure, Nick, you can you can use a little bit of fun as well. Uh, you know, a little bit, you know, obviously without losing sight of what the hell is going on. Um, 
because I'm sitting here looking at my Twitter feed right now as I speak, and I'm seeing a tweet right now from someone that said the Giants, San Francisco Giants, uh, their equipment manager is collecting their equipment from uh, the outfield, or the, a Giants player has started collecting his equipment from the outfield dugout. From the outfield and from the dugout, I should say. So, probably not going to have a Giants-Dodgers game tonight. But for those listening out there, if you're unfamiliar because you may not be from here, or if you just try to ignore it as much as possible and all you want to, all you, you'll just inundate yourself with wrestling, you just in that wrestling wormhole a ton, you might want to fast forward. I implore you to not do that. Please don't. Listen, not just to me. I'm just one voice. There's so many others out there that's worth listening to. And we're all just, at this point, it's like, what, what more has to happen? And it's bad enough that it, it's not just that it happens. You know, the police still aren't properly trained to deal with the public. We know that. That's not going to happen overnight. And, you know, you need, that, that, that takes time and money, obviously. That's just not happening at the moment you know like this is not right now hopefully that happens in due time but it's just not going to happen overnight people are very adverse to change and the police <laughs> they have shown they don't necessarily want to change it's going to take a lot for them to change how they operate but so with that said the stuff still happens but nothing happens after it's a lack of accountability that i think really really messes with people because the cop that shot a man in the back seven times hasn't been arrested the cop that shot brianna taylor hasn't been arrested i mean i don't know let's just break it down the simplest terms what if something bad happened to you and no, and that person who did something bad to you, nothing happened. They just got away with it. That would frustrate you, right? That would frustrate me. It, is, it has frustrated me and it's frustrated numerous others that look like me. Millions. So, I know it's starting off on a little bit of a somber note. But it's a real note that has to be said. And I don't think that we'd be doing uh, ourselves a service as a society if we didn't at least address it right off top because that's the most important thing going on right now. It ain't what we're going to talk about, which, by, for the record, we're going to talk about Roman Reigns' turn to the to, you know, to WWE, and we're going to talk about uh, WWE and their the lack of emphasis on championship titles. But with that, even though we're going to talk about that, it means nothing compared to what I'm talking about right now. It's super insignificant. And that's why we're starting off the show with it. So, I welcome your feedback from out there. Everybody listening out there. Uh, if you agree, great. If you disagree, that's too bad. You got to listen to another podcast. So, uh, Nick, I don't know if you had some words um, before we kind of make the super awkward transition. <laughs> yeah, but, uh yeah. yeah, it always eloquently put by Yvonne uh when we have these candid conversations. 
and hopefully the listeners out there just understand and that's all we're asking like just listen and understand and that's what I've done the last few years ever since Colin Kaepernick took a knee and I was just kind of like okay why are people making a big deal about it in terms of like being angry about it and then I started listening and I started understanding the movement and police brutality and just how bad it's been uh and not it hasn't been the last few years it's been for a very very long time i've just been my eyes have just been opened up the last few years and that is thanks to colin kaepernick so i implore everyone to just listen that's just understand where people who are not you are coming from people that don't look like you where they're coming from that's literally what this is all about they want you to understand their experiences I have not had the same experiences in my life that Vaughn has, and I'm pretty sure that our skin color is a, a part of that. When I get pulled over by a cop, I've there have been some times where I've been angry at, at it because I don't know what I did wrong or something, and I give the cop a little bit of an attitude. You know, that's happened a couple times, and I, but I never have feared my, like anything in that moment. I've never feared being shot. I've never feared being arrested. I've never feared anything in that moment despite me giving the cop a little bit of attitude and the people out there that say oh just comply and everything will be fine you know we we see these videos i saw a video earlier of all these instances caught on camera where it escalated with all the black women and men and seemed like the cops were doing everything in their power to de-escalate the situation when there was a white person, white male, white female, whatever. So I don't understand why there's a disparity in police departments, first of all. And obviously, when it comes to race, I don't understand the disparity. And I'm beginning to understand a little bit of why it's happening. And I support, you know, Vaughn, I support Black Lives Matter. It's nothing, you know, all these memes out there that, you know, say it's like a Marxist organization and then all oh, this Black Lives Matter uh, head said this and that and they run with the headlines. I even have extended family ma- members that believe this bull. So uh, I just want to put out there that they're just simply not listening and they, they are choosing to not listen. It's not something to where it's too confusing for them to understand. It's like they see one thing and they read one thing that is a shared opinion of what they have, and then they go they go with that. And that's the problem today. Nobody is willing to listen to other people that don't look like them. So, I mean, and it's mainly, you know, you can talk politics all you want, but the president makes it clear that, you know, which side that he's with. So... People complain about sports players needing to stick to their sports or whatever, but it's okay for them to talk about politics on Twitter, on Facebook, social media, but it's not okay for professional athletes just because they make more money than you. That makes no sense no, at all. You know why. It's because we're black, bro. Well, <laughs> like, especially <laughs> going against what they want to talk about. Of course, they'll they'll throw in the money thing is, but oh, you make enough money, you shouldn't complain. But obviously we know that's shrouded in veiled racism, of course. But And it doesn't make any sense, like... I don't no. mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, Nick. But Go ahead. You mean to tell me a black person who grew up with nothing has lived a pampered life that if they get cut tomorrow, they have nothing. 
but they have a pampered life. Like I don't, I don't hear, I don't hear that, man. Just because they make a million dollars here, like yes, they have, then they make good money and they live a good life. Pampered, they came from nothing and worked there, worked way harder than a lot of other people have to get to that point. But the problem is with athletics is fleeting; it doesn't last forever. So there's no generational wealth. There's no guarantees of generational wealth, at least. It's possible, but it's not no guarantees of it. But they're super pampered. They got the whole weight of their entire family on their shoulders. A lot of times, especially with black players, because they don't come from anything. So they're supporting their mom, their dad, their uncles, everybody asking them for money. Oh, I, I'm trying to open up a store. I'm trying to open up, uh, get a record label. I'm trying to, oh, I need this, I need that. They get the whole neighborhood, the whole hood on their back, but they're pampered. Give me a break. Yeah, they just have no clue, and they don't want they don't want to learn. They want to. I even saw something last night. I think about how a family got their house appraised, and they had you know their black family. It was a, a black woman, I believe, and a white husband, uh, and they had her black family members like portraits in the house or whatever. And they really they've I guess they heard about you know the fact that homes that have black people in them are you know appraised less than homes that have white people in them it doesn't even matter where they are located and then the second time they had it appraised uh the black woman left and just left her white husband there and it was like $160,000 more appraised and it just goes to show you that that's what systemic racism is it's not it's not just sports it's not just you know, a, a facet, a certain facet of life. It's everything. You look, you know, you you look down the street and you could probably see it. Now, I've kind of, I'm not going to say I'm lucky, but I've been in a situation where I've had to live with my parents uh, simply because I can't afford to live on my own. And over the years, you know, they've gotten older and I've had to take care of them. So it's all... You know, I've I've been in a, a situation to where I I mean I don't want to be in that situation right now, but imagine that like times a thousand. When if my, if I was black, how much worse it would be? And I can never imagine that because I I don't have black skin, and I can't I just can't ever put myself in your shoes, Vaughn. But all I can do is listen and try to be an ally and. It's really not hard, and the people that are so against it, and you know, sharing these stupid memes, and you know, the the, ba the basic talking points they hear on Fox News, uh, you know, I just I, it takes everything in my power not to just lash out at them, uh, especially extended family members, because they just have no idea of, uh, you know, they don't want to learn. You know, they feel like ah, oh, they're you know old enough, they're they're not going to change their ways. They don't want to learn. They don't want to. I have really enjoyed learning more about history and more about society every single day of my life. And I, I don't, I can't imagine reaching a point where I just don't care anymore. And I, I'm set in my ways, you know, yeah, I'm 34. Maybe it's different when I'm, you know, 60, but I, I can't imagine that right now. So if I'm 60 and I'm just, I'm throwing out these lazy talking points, throwing out these lazy statistics that don't tell the whole story, then I just can't have a serious conversation with you. And that's the majority of these people who just choose not to listen. And, you know, it's, it, 
like I said, it's struck my extended family. I had somebody even delete comments where I literally posted something that disproved her point. Um, so I set her there, so I kind of gave something away. But <laughs> it's, you know, deleting my comments and then blocking me. It's like they just don't want to learn. And it's it's a shame that they don't want to learn. But at the same time, I I do... I do find some encouraging, something encouraging about the younger generation wanting to learn more and being allies, and hopefully that will continue as we move on, and hopefully, you know, things get better, but things have to get worse before they can get better. I hope they don't get worse. That means people might die. (laughs) Honestly. Right, I was hoping we were at the worst, or even the worst was in the past, but, you know, we don't know right now. We're living it, and we just don't know. Yeah, hopefully it don't get worse. Hopefully this is the bottom, but I, I guess hope, to, I your point, so. to your point, I mean, there's no telling. You know, The bottom should have been uh, Tamir Rice or Trayvon right. Martin or mm-hmm. something like that, you know, that happened now, you know, eight years ago or something like that. Like, that should have been the bottom. You know, but there seems to be no bottom, unfortunately. I think that's that's the point you're making, I'm sure. So, um, yeah, I just I, uh, th- things have gotten worse, you know, progressively throughout the years, and just in terms of society and everything is politics now. And, you know, obviously, with uh, Trayvon Martin and Tamir Rice, you know, social media wasn't the way it is now. And especially in 2016, the way me like these information is disseminated and it's so much of it is wrong and it's just magnified today. And I kind of, that's what I kind of mean where, you know, there's so much misinformation out there that it's probably going to get worse. It's probably going to make people do bad and, and worse things. We saw last night in Kenosha that white teenager just, you know, shooting people like hopefully that's the worst, but we just don't know because in the time we're living in, I just I don't know. He killed what two people at least, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous, but um, we're gonna keep talking about this. You know, it, it's um, uh, it's the it's uh. What's the word I'm looking for here? Deflating. Um, it's a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but I do, like I said, I do see hope in the people that are standing up and being allies uh, that don't yeah. look like Yvonne, that don't look like don't look like me. You know, we have a lot of different ethnicities that have come together, and we just want to be equal. And you know, that makes people mad for some reason. I, you see hope in these athletes, man, taking power and being like, look, man, y'all want this entertainment. Y'all want us to sing and dance. Y'all don't get that now because y'all not listening, apparently. Because you think about it, let me... They're okay with the black folks singing and dancing and shucking and jiving and entertaining them. That's all fine and dandy. But when you say something, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on yeah. now. You, you already made $500,000 last year. You shouldn't say any. You should be lucky you were in the position that you're in because mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to be. Excuse me? That's pretty much what it is, though. 
you, because you are in this position, we allowed you to be in this position. Be quiet. <laughs> I say that's BS. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it that's, is. That's wild. So no, take power back. And y'all wanted sports so bad before you know the, during the pandemic before they started back up. Oh, I needed my sports. I need my sports. Oh, I can't wait. And they and they and we we, we forced it back. And now, when you you know okay we, we do it. People want to get paid. People got to get paid. I'm hey look I'm one of them. All right, I work for a sports team. I would I want to keep getting paid. You know what I'm saying? So sports is my livelihood, literally. At the same time though. Uh, and I'm not the one out there, you know, entertaining the folks. I'm not the one putting my life on the line playing football or, you know, busting my butt playing basketball, baseball, or even hockey or whatever, soccer, whatever the sport may be. You know, but even I'm like, man, this is wild. And if y'all don't, at least like something has to happen. And. You know, it's I'm funny. Not mad at, I'm not mad at them for not playing. I'm not sitting here being like, "Oh, I can't watch basketball tonight." I'm, yeah, look, man, it it'll be all right. I've I went a couple months without watching basketball, and I didn't die. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. People had yeah. it much worse. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And this sucks because I love sports, and again, it's my livelihood, literally my livelihood. But we'll be all right. And it's funny because those people that are saying, "Oh, why don't the players put their money where their mouth is?" and then they do, and then they'll find something else to complain about. Oh, the, oh yeah, you yeah. know, the leagues are going to die. No one cares about you know the players. Uh, the leagues are going to die. Like, no, they're not. And these players do put their money where their mouth is. How many players are doing charitable things out here? Yeah, that doesn't matter to to the people that don't want to that don't want to listen, that don't want to understand. None of that matters. And. Like, it's just players, frustrating. I mean, they, they give so much of their time. And then, they, and then again, they give some money, but they can't give a lot of money because they don't have enough money. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. this, this is a whole other issue about, you know, coming from nothing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, they get cut tomorrow. They have nothing probably. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They don't have much to go back to. So they can't give everything because they got to take care of their own. So as much as we, you know, you, you, some people can do something. And some people have. LeBron has built an entire school. Not everybody got LeBron money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It takes money to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we do what we can, do what we can, and we do what we can. And but it's not just on us alone. You, expect, you, you look at the black people and say, hey, get yourself out. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It's like, that's BS, man. I got no bootstraps to put myself up on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't got no boots on my feet. I at, least need, I at least need boots to pull myself up on my bootstraps. Or I need the straps on the boots. You know what I'm saying? So. All right. Maybe you can get those wrestling boots. <laughs> they usually are laced up to like their shins. <laughs> I, I still don't understand how that makes them move better. But they're shiny and uh, they look cool. They can't help their mobility <laughs> so weird they do it uh speaking of uh i don't know i can't make the transition from boots to roman reigns but here we are <laughs> um hmm. roman reigns is back everybody the big dog with some new back. shiny new teeth yeah i'm Bro, jealous the first thing i mentioned the first thing i noticed on him i was like he got some new teeth like <laughs> like are they brand new or are they like actual like full new set or they just have they just been whitened i look they look brand new 
I'll tell you, dude, I, my friend Mike texted me right away and was like, did he get, like, did he get dental work done? And I, I kind of laughed because I'm like, of of all the things, like, that's what you're paying attention to. And then, like, I, no, went on, I saw that right away. I went on social no. media and literally everybody was talking about it. So clearly was I was so, in the minority that didn't really. It was so noticeable. <laughs> they were pearly white. I mean, pristinely white. Like, it was distracting how white they were. <laughs> help that he was wearing all black it's got right, dark hair right you know he's got the, the goatee is dark the beard or whatever and then those teeth are just bling, like <laughs> blinded me so hey i'm not mad at him like like cardi you know cop the bag and fix my teeth you know what i'm saying <laughs> like i don't even know, know what was wrong what with his do. teeth but i guess like couldn't be worse i guess uh he got veneers maybe that just kind of straighten him out and make him look even or whatever but Maybe I should have uh, thought of that during the pandemic, get some dental work done. But alas, <laughs> I'm not Roman. Hey, I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at him. But um, Big Dog got new teeth and he's back. He's ready to bite people. That's what it was <laughs> like as he did at the end of SummerSlam, which was a okay show. I mean, the the, the finishes made sense for the most part. I thought it was great. Uh, yeah, it was a good show. Yeah. The the main event was trash. <laughs> like, <I'm sorry. laughs> well, I, th- I don't even trash. think yeah, I don't even think they cared about it because they knew Roman was coming back. So they're like, just get us to Wyatt winning the title. So they didn't even care what kind of match they had. Right, and he he might lose it Sunday right. at Payback to Roman Reigns. Which mm-hmm. look, I'm not even mad about. Give Roman Reigns a title. I can't believe <laughs> that I'm saying that in 2020. This is how crazy 2020 is. That we're like, give him give him the title, give Roman Reigns the belt. Cause I'm sick of this this Wyatt stuff. Uh, like I might be in my yeah. You, you haven't been a fan of uh, the Fiend no, character, so not this story. I'm so lost with this story. I don't know what the hell is going on. They didn't ha- involve Alexa Bliss in that match at all. She was in like four segments for the buildup. She didn't play any part in the match. What the hell? And then we got Roman Reigns. It's like, all right, good, done. I'm done with the fantastical stuff, the fantasy stuff. This isn't Lord of the Rings. This isn't Friday the 13th. Even though I love Friday the 13th, I'm a horror movie fan. But if I want to watch Friday the 13th, I'd watch Friday the 13th. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll watch Mrs. Voorhees kill some people instead of Bray Wyatt pretend he's killing people. So, yeah, look, I'm done with it. Give Roman Reigns the belt. But that, that just proves my point that this is where we are with Roman Reigns at this point. And that's what I wanted to talk about real quick and that how the tide has turned on Roman Reigns in the last, I mean, you can go back to like 2014, 2015, but really it's even like since like 2017, 2018, when the fans were still firmly, I don't say firmly, a good chunk of the fan base were firmly against Roman Reigns and his push at least, maybe not him personally, but definitely his push. But things have changed in the last couple of years. And unfortunately it's, Partially because his second leukemia diagnosis. Look, it sucked that that happened, and you don't wish that on anybody, but it turned out to make him more of a babyface. Because anybody, if you cheer against a guy who is a two time leukemia survivor, you don't have a soul. <laughs> um, so that helped. Then, of course, you know, he's the people was like, look, he's talented as hell, man. He's good at what he does. So you got to respect that. Then he has his attitude about him that he's he's kind of coming into his own with that 
with his character. He's, I think they're letting him be more him, right? Mm-hmm. Then the pandemic hits, and he says, you know what? I'm not going to be wrestling for a little bit because I'm immunocompromised. So screw off, WWE. And everybody respected that because just like we did with Steve Austin 20 years ago, everybody likes, you know, giving it to their boss a little bit. So we everybody he earned everybody's respect by taking a stand there. And now he's back with this more edge and more like, you know, just so it's like Roman Reigns is more like the person he he wants to be, he should be, and that's like, you know, kind of arrogant but trash talking football player that he was at Georgia Tech instead of the smiling superhero that Vince McMahon <laughs> wants to make every top babyface to be. Every and single one. <sighs> everyone. And uh, you know, Hulk Hogan, Lex Luger, <laughs> John Cena, <laughs> uh, hell, Roman Reigns. So he's not that anymore. He's more like himself. And I think that people rock with that. But it's, it's still interesting to, to know like how far the tide has turned in his favor over the last couple of years. I definitely think the way he returned at SummerSlam helps his cause. Uh, he's just a flat-out badass. Uh, no smiling. Not, none of this crap. To, honestly, my first, and I even tweeted it. I don't remember if I deleted the tweet because it doesn't seem to be a heel. But I was just like, is Roman a heel now? Just because of the way he was hitting Braun Strowman with the steel chair. Yeah, baby fa- like flat-out baby faces don't do that. So even even if I thought they're, he was, I thought he was punishing them for having a trash match. That was just me. <laughs> Not even you had a trash match. I got to beat you up now because that, <laughs> that, that was trash. I wouldn't blame him because Roman Reigns only has five star matches. But uh, you know he <laughs> he with the steel chair. You know baby faces don't do that. You the, the last time I remember something that's crazy as that was when Austin was beating the rock in the middle of the ring at wrestlemania 17 and then he shook vince mcmahon's hand that uh, you know he was like beating the crap out of him with that chair and kept you know just going to town on him then he started seeing the crowd like react like hey yeah 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 like they got like he just was beating his ass so that those are the vibes i got from watching that scene unfold and then when he you know the fiend to me is still a heel you know i don't I don't know what they're trying to, if any story is going on with that. But, you know, to me, he was beating up two heels. Braun wasn't really a baby face to me. And, no, they, uh, I felt like they turned, didn't they cranking like booze when he came? Yeah. Just, yeah. It sounded like that to me. You know, because, you know, even on SmackDown, I think he was like beating up. And the, what he did to like Bray Wyatt. And then we saw the fiend in the ambulance or come out of the ambulance or whatever, like that, that type of thing, I believe was like, uh, supposed to, make the fiend seem like a baby face which it's just weird like that's not a character that should be cheered but uh that's neither here nor there and i do think that the way that happened it wasn't corny and it wasn't like the people going oh here we go again like you know smiling reigns is here to steal the spotlight it was more like this is the roman reigns we wanted in 2015 and now hopefully we're finally getting it and i you know, I was kind of surprised. You know, I wasn't expecting him. I, I think what they do with the whole branding and the slogan, you'll never see it coming, is so overdone. But that's what WWE does, so I'm used to it now. And then, you know, Michael Cole goes off the air, we never saw this coming. And it's like, oh, my God. It could, could not be any more slogan. corny. I know. But it you'll could never not, see it coming. could not be any more corny. But I'll I, admit, I didn't see that coming, though. I mean, <laughs> for the record. <laughs> 
I you, didn't see it coming. The, the only reason they added it is because they're like, you know what? We're going to make you say at the end of the end of the pay per view, Cole. We're going to make you see say you never saw it coming, and then we're just going to add yep. it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to this run. You know, I'm I'm glad he's back. Hopefully, he's healthy. Hopefully, the COVID uh, restrictions and guidelines in place are, you know, going to keep him safe and protect him. And I'm sure that Real, man, I'm, I'm he, sh- if anybody needs it, it's him. Yeah. I mean, I, hell, I'm, Vince McMahon needs it too. Oh, right. <laughs> what is he like? 78 now? 76? His birthday was just yeah. a couple days ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Everyone shouting him a happy birthday on Twitter. It's oh, just he's weird. Seven, he's 75. He turned 75. 75. Okay. On two days ago. You know that he was, he's almost a year, exactly a year older than my mother. How about that? My mother would have been 74 August 8th. So, uh, you know, it's just like, finally, finally we see this, you know, we'll see what happens Friday on SmackDown. Hopefully the same type of, uh, character reigns is, and then, you know, payback is Sunday. We have another pay-per-view coming up. <laughs> Wow. And remember when we used to preview pay-per-views and how I'm glad we don't do that anymore. <laughs> For what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. For what exactly? Um, I think they're going to give uh, Roman Reigns the belt back. Because if you remember, he was supposed to face Goldberg at WrestleMania. Of course, COVID happened. That didn't occur. So, you know. I can see that happening again at Payback. Even though Bray Wyatt technically just won the, the title, he's a fiend. maybe they'll have a way where they'll get Braun Strowman out of it. He goes off to do something else, and they'll have Bray and Roman go through the fall. It, like I said, if it's just me, though, give Roman the belt. <laughs> give it to him now. He should have won it at WrestleMania. Give it to him now. We got breaking news right here, right now. As you're talking, we're talking about Roman Reigns, giving him the Universal Championship, but a new champion has to relinquish his title. Karrion Cross, who suffered an injury, parent injury, from his match against Keith Lee, where he won the NXT Championship just Saturday, the day before SummerSlam, just announced on NXT, because we're recording this Wednesday night, NXT literally just went on the air like 10 minutes ago. Uh, so I'm looking at my Twitter timeline, and I can see Karrion Cross relinquishing the NXT championship so there you go that wow. sucks for carrying cross they put a rocket on him shot him to the moon mm-hmm. had him beat keith lee in his first title defense keith lee goes to raw gets terrible theme music and terrible gear but that's a different story but uh yeah he has to relinquish the title oh wait barrett's back he is he's calling he's calling matches NXT, yeah uh it's funny i just had it on uh the tv i had I have it on mute and so I saw the promo that was going on, but I had no idea what he was talking about. I didn't have the captions on or anything. And then I just saw him leave uh, the title in the ring. And so I guess if it's a just a separated shoulder, I guess that's a hell of a separation. That could put you out for a while, like, man. I don't know. Finn Balor's was was that just a separated shoulder that uh, made him relinquish a, the universal? A, some tears or something like that in there. But like... Yeah. So maybe like Brandon Brooks for the Eagles here. in week 17 separated the shoulder and missed the rest of the season. Yeah. Now, I don't know how long he would have been like, let's say it was in the week one. I don't know how many games he would have missed, but he didn't play in the playoff game the next week. So 
Huh. That can put you off a little bit. Yeah. And, I'm surprised know. they don't normally uh, do. They don't. They they don't do like the character, like building as much as they used to. Where, you know, instead of relinquishing the title, maybe have him just appear a week or every other week, and instead of having a title defense. Uh, but I guess you know, title defenses are. I don't know what the hell they do in WWE anymore. They're so confusing. They'll make <laughs> up. They'll make. Some people just wait until they're healthy, and then they'll just strip titles. I, I guess they have to come up with booking ideas and what what's the best. And I guess it's hard for the NXT uh, the NXT champion to not be able to wrestle for a while. But still, like it's and that, it's just crazy. Do they do they end? Do they uh, air live or do they still like tape ahead of time? I think they're still taping ahead of time, right? Actually, I'm not sure. I think they're actually at full sale. So I would think that they are live. Okay. I think they're back at full sale. Well, I mean, yeah. I could be wrong because they were at full sale for TakeOver, but yeah, I don't know. But I know Raw and SmackDown are back live, but NXT, I'm not sure. Well, again, uh, sucks with Karen Cross, uh, formerly known as Killer Cross, working really hard. He went through a lot with Impact. Uh, to get out of that contract, yeah, got that's to where NXT. I remember him from. Yep. Yeah, got to NXT. Uh, you know, they apparently fell in love with him right away. Getting shot the rocket to him, and biggest opportunity, the biggest time of his career, uh, gets taken away from him because of a of an injury that happened toward the end of the match, I believe. Too, the match is about done. I think when he when I think the injury occurred. I saw it occur, and uh, you know he was favoring it for a little bit. But then he, then he was like moving pretty well, and then he wasn't selling it at sometimes, and then other times you could tell that it was bothering him. But you know, I, I thought maybe he was just selling at a point. But yeah, I think after that, it was maybe like five more minutes of the match, and then it ended. Yeah. So sucks with carrying across. Uh, but speaking of championship titles. You got you had a bone to pick with WWE and how they kind of go about presenting their championship titles, don't you? It's it's crazy that something that happens on AEW puts me in this like rabbit hole of how much I hate the way WWE has used their championships uh, in recent memory. And this really goes back to I'd say 2000 seven eight maybe the move to pg uh where you know they they put belts on deserving you know pro wrestlers but they do nothing with the booking and it's really easy to forget who's been intercontinental champion who's been united states champion who's been world heavyweight champion who's been tag team champions it's really easy to forget that and i was watching dynamite saturday night and you know, it was right after the NBA playoffs, so my DVR uh, cut off, but I DVR'd the show after because I'm smart. And so I watched the rest of it, and Brody Lee just absolutely demolished Cody in the main event and won the TNT championship. And obviously, nobody really saw that coming. They didn't think Cody... I, I, don't, I didn't even think Cody would have a match like that in AEW where he's just absolutely destroyed. But uh, he's taken a lot of, like... You know, it just obviously reminded me of the SummerSlam 2014 match with Cena and Lesnar and Cena getting destroyed. And that was like the first really high profile main event I can remember. 
just being shocked at what happened, you know. And Lesnar's been involved in a couple. The Goldberg Lesnar main event from Survivor Series in 2016, I think it was, uh, really was crazy to me just based on the outcome. So it's funny. I think Cody's kind of has like his Cena in him and Triple H and everything. So it kind of just cracks me up. But that's neither here nor there. Brody Lee is your new TNT champion, and he feels like the biggest star in the company to me right now because of the angle that happened after the match, because of what happened during the match. He completely dominated Cody, winning the TNT title, and then the Dark Order completely demolished Cody and his entourage. And I thought it was a really good angle. I could have done without a couple things. Like Cody giving the thumbs up on the stretcher, I thought it was kind of lame. And then you know, he's incapacitated. But then after Luke, Har- or Luke Harper, oh, man, <laughs> I'm going to get shit for that. Uh, it's Brody, Brody Lee. Lee, man. <laughs> Who's Luke Harper? <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, this kind of ties into everything that uh, made me think about this subject. And, you know, literally, uh, not even a minute later, Cody's standing up. It's like, you were just like on a stretcher in a neck brace. You get thrown off the stretcher and you're standing up less than a minute later just to take a shot to the head. Like, just lie on the ground. He, he was and put on a stretcher as a precaution, okay? That doesn't mean he couldn't stand. He was incapacitated. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was not moving. He moved his arm to give the thumbs up, which I thought was kind of corny, and that was it. So That's he, what athletes do and, though, when they're on the stretcher. They give like a little signal that they're okay, even though there's nobody there, you know. But <laughs> or very few people there, I should say. But yeah. I know, but it was corny, and I thought it was lame. But that's just me, whatever. And the, even if he was uh, as as a precaution, like he got like hurt, like it, he got thrown on the stairs off the stretcher. So how would you get up? within a minute and then whatever it's just stupid he was wearing a neck brace whatever just stay on the ground take like a chair shot to the head or something you're on the steps you know do what roman reigns did get have someone swing a chair at you it just hits the steps not your head where roman reigns was clearly hitting the ground with the steel chair and not exactly braun Strowman, but you know that's how they've done things forever so i want AEW to be real damn it so <laughs> it brought me back to like man brody lee like he seems like a like the top dog in AEW. he seems even more important than john moxley right now and john moxley's the AEW champion so and it made me think man brody lee was intercontinental champion in wwe and do we even remember that like did no. he even leave a mark as intercontinental that's champion that's wwe's fault uh, absolutely absolutely and that's my my big issue because the way they and we had jim ross on the show years ago and he talked about how wwe just treats the titles as props and i don't know when that started it really you know the title is a prop to begin with but if you're in a wrestling company you know like like mr perfect had the intercontinental title when i started watching you know like i had an idea of the types of characters and how much thought went into the people who won that title um not just the world title not just the tag team titles the intercontinental title too and somewhere along the way it just got lost and you know the world title has even when the brand split in 2002 the two world titles were booked really well i think i mean there were some hiccups here and there but i thought triple h introducing the world title and the way 
the way the world title worked in like 2002, 2003, 2004, I thought it was good. It, it made it feel important. Same with the WWE title on SmackDown. Even though JBL won it and everyone was like, uh, like what a stupid character. Like he's not even a main eventer. He kind of made it work, you know, as a heel and, you know, ha having the baby faces try to get it from him until he finally lost it. Uh, but that's really like the Intercontinental title. I don't remember much about. I know they got rid of it for a while, then brought it back. But has it really been the same as it was in the '90s? The '90s, it felt really important. It really did, and even the tag team titles for a period of time felt really important. And WWE's completely done away with tag team wrestling. It's it's crazy. And I said this before. They took the WCW model of ruining tag team wrestling. Uh, no matter what they do, you know, NXT has better tag team wrestling than the main roster. And I think it's always going to be like that. Uh, not always, but for the time being, it's it's like that. But with, you know, even the U.S. title kind of felt important when they introduced it. Uh, I think it was on SmackDown first. And the whole thing with uh, John Cena and Carlito, I think that was kind of lame with the title. But they kind of got back on track a little bit. And then I think eventually when they did the whole Chris Benoit, Orlando Jordan thing, I thought it was kind of like a, a lame thing. But like these titles just are booked so poorly. You know, that they're booking the, the character over the title, and I don't like that. I just, I, I figured out, I don't like that. Brody Lee as TNT champion is so important. And Luke Harper as Intercontinental champion, I'm sure a lot of people forgot about that. And it, I think it's a shame. I really think it's a shame. Well, WWE has a lot of issues that AEW... <laughs> we just, just end it there. <laughs> right, I could just end it there. But, you know, AEW has less titles. Uh, WWE has a whole lot more because they got a bigger roster. Well, actually, I don't know if they have a bigger roster, actually. AEW has signed everybody else <laughs> that's not signed by WWE at this point, damn near. Yeah. <laughs> like... Like, they signed everybody, and they only got two hours of TV, of actual television, and they got, I know they got an hour of AEW Dark. So, at most, they have three hours of television to go around with, like, 50-some-odd people on the roster. But, with that said, they still have less TV time, less titles. With WWE, they have probably too many titles. They don't need uh, two tag team titles. I've been staunch on that from the beginning. Even when we did the brand extension, uh, I was like, look, you could do two world titles, which I was always against. Uh, I'm okay with two, uh, but I, you know I'm, I'm against two world titles. But I'll accept it. Like, all right, you want a champion on each show? You, you know, look, you know, <laughs> you don't need two <laughs> world champions. My opinion. I honestly thought when Brock, when Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar in, in 2015 and in, in, in 2016, when Roman Reigns and and Dean Ambrose when they were kind of going with the title, it meant so much. And now it's just like another belt, but whatever. I'm okay with having an Intercontinental Championship and a U.S. Championship for each show. Just to have a title, you know, a mid-card title for each show. Especially if they're separate and they can build them up, but you know, and all that. But I'm not okay with two tag titles for the men. Especially if there's only one for the women. No, we don't need two tag titles. And to me, you, you can have one... Because to me, it's like the important championships it should only be one of. So the World Championship for the men, one. The United States and Intercontinental titles are not world titles. So I'm okay with having multiple of those. They're not world titles. Uh, the Women's Championship, my opinion, there should only be one. 
because that's the world title for the women. That's the world championship. There should only be one world champ. And the same for the tag titles. Technically, that's a world title, world tag team championships, just like they were back in the day. There should only be one of those. The best male wrestler, the best female wrestler, and the best tag team in the world are represented by one title, not two. It's just, like, come on. It's just it's just sports. <laughs> like, there's not multiple heavyweight titles in UFC. You know what I'm saying? There's not, there are multiple heavyweight titles in boxing, but I think it's honestly ruined boxing that there's so many heavyweight titles. Uh, back in 50 years ago, you could name that world heavyweight champion. Now it's like, which one? I think that hurt boxing. And I think it hurts WWE that you can't, you know, people, there's just two champions running around. Uh, but <laughs> Two champions running around. Yeah, they're just running around, tearing <laughs> stuff up. <laughs> but the other issue, and like you alluded to, that the championships are props. And I know people don't like hearing that, but I mean, hey, let's, let's, let's call a spade a spade. Let's break it down to reality for a second. Wrestling is a scripted endeavor. Yeah, it's a lot of athleticism involved. And it's a simulated sport, but it's not a real sport. It's a scripted, simulated endeavor, a, 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 you know, thing. It's a whole bunch of different things in one, <laughs> right? It's a whole, it's a lot. It's, it's athleticism, it's drama, it's comedy. It's so many different things. Probably too much comedy at times, but it's a lot of different things. So within this fictional universe, the titles, which aren't real, you know, like again, Drew McIntyre didn't necessarily physically really win the world championship Vince McMahon said hey you're going to win the world championship and then he went out and performed and and got it so yeah in reality they are props but like I've always said a prop is only as important as you make it if you don't value the prop within your story it means nothing so like that, that's on again that's WWE you watch all these, like Indiana Jones, he's trying to track down this, you know, great artifact, you know, that is worth a ton of money or whatever. In reality, it's a prop in the movie, right? <laughs> like, it's just a piece of plastic <laughs> in reality. But within the framework of that movie, it is the most important item on the planet. So that little piece of plastic in reality, to you as a viewer, is the Holy Grail. Right? And that's what the title should be in wrestling. But you can't get to that point when you have multiple of them. And and again, like, it's, like you said, you don't present them as such. Like, they're supposed to be important. Like, so that's that's my issue with WWE and how they treat titles. AEW, so far, so good. Uh, they haven't bounced titles around from person to person. They treat the champions like the champions and they just don't lose randomly for no reason to set up a title match a week from then you know they make you know wwe on the other hand makes the champions like chumps they lose randomly i mean oh, it's, man. it's just, they lose just for so no reason. much they lose way too much and maybe that's maybe that's part of you know my beef with it because they just they don't seem important it's all the booking you know right so it's a lot of issues but Again, the championships, yes, they are props, but they're only as important as you make them within your story. 
And WWE what do you think Luke? Important. I was going to say, what do you think Luke Harper prefers, the TNT Championship right now, or when he was Intercontinental Champion? I'm sure it's a TNT Championship because that means he's going to be on TV in a featured spot. He won't just lose for no reason. Uh, it, the the title he won't lose a title randomly to Wade Barrett, right? Didn't he lose to Wade Barrett? Who didn't get the title stolen from him by uh, yeah a ton of people? <laughs> Jeez, yeah, I don't that even was, remember. That That's was how a bad whole it was. Story. The whole story is like people kept taking the title from him, which is like that doesn't make you the champion, bro. Why are you taking the belt? So because and it was of that, a lame story too. It was a really stupid whole story. Story for the Intercontinental Championship, you want to devalue your championship? Have people just do a series of skits for months leading up to the biggest show of the year. That's the way to do it, and that's when they put it up in a ladder match and had like eight people involved. It was, I'm pretty sure it was Dean Ambrose, Moxley, uh, Ziggler, Daniel Bryan, who won. Uh, who else? I think was our truth in the match. Zach Ryder. Stole the Zach title. Ryder was uh, champion for 24 hours. That was next year, though. Oh yeah. Oh you're. Oh you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, that the terrible one before that. Well, yeah. not the match wasn't terrible, but the storyline was. But you know, you know. So yeah, truth the title is important. Like that's is that that's that's easy. It should be. And I'm sure Brody Lee, Luke Harper, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the, uh, maybe one of the few ex-WWE talents that made the right choice. Because uh, I don't see, you know, just because you leave WWE and go to AEW doesn't mean you're going to be in a feature spot. But I, I think Brody Lee is the kind of what everyone aspires to be when, when they leave, you know, WWE to go to AEW. Right. And, uh, but it's not, you know, not everyone's going to be the same. So I think... No. You know, the way they've made him look recently. I wasn't a big fan of when they introduced him with the whole Vincent Man bull crap. Uh, I thought that was lame. But, you know, I think Saturday was the most impressive I've been with him. You bring up a good point. Most impressed I've been with him, I should say. Got you, got you. But you bring up a good point in that not everybody can just go to AEW and be a star. Like, they only got so many spots. They only got so many, so much TV time. And I think wrestling fans just like, oh, Rusev, go to AEW. <laughs> like, all right, and then be one of now like fifty people. It's on that roster. Like they don't, you know. And you don't want to be if you're AEW. You don't want to just snatch up every former WWE talent because then you look like WWE light, like TNA did back in the day. And you don't want to run into that because it didn't work out well for him. So, uh, more breaking news, by the way. Oh, what's that? Are you? Do you want to be spoiled? Sure. Oh. We have new NXT Tag Team Champions. Oh. Yeah. Who won? Oh, Brizongo. I see that now. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good job for Brizongo. About damn time they've done something with this team. Yeah, they've been very entertaining uh, since they've been together with the fashion files and all that. And even, even more stuff. But finally, uh, you know, the titles... The perfect segue. Titles are going to make them more important, hopefully. <laughs> Who knows? NXT is usually a good chance that you're going to feel more important with the title. But, uh, you know, who knows? Yeah, NXT. I don't trust anything anymore. If there's one company that's done, well, I want to say one company because I would say New Japan has done pretty well with the titles, yeah, too. Yeah. But they have a ton of titles, too, New Japan, by the way. They got six man titles. They got the Never Open Weight Championship. They got too many titles, honestly. <laughs> Um, but NXT, to their credit, they've done pretty well with who gets the championships, how long they keep them, how they lose them, 
how they present them. It's not just some fly by night, weird, stupid stuff. And obviously, it's a different creative team down there, and they, they don't typically do the silly stuff that WWE does. So, you know, we shouldn't be surprised by that. But they've kept that up for years. Like, since NXT, since I've been watching NXT consistently, since it's been on a WWE network, it, I can't remember a time where I can't, I can look at them and be like, ah, their titles don't mean much right now. Like, it's always been like, they've been very selective in who they put the belts on, mm. and they've done a good job of presenting the, per- the people that they put the belts on. So, um, and then I really think Damian Priest, uh, who's on the screen now, is going to kind of, you know, I didn't look at him as, you know, like a big main guy, but they put the North American title on him. And, uh, you know, it's going to, from here on out, it's pro- he's probably going to be positioned as a really important figure. And we'll see. All right. Damian Priest, by the way, celebrating in a hot tub that's just outside <laughs> of the, the <laughs> full sale with his gear and boots on. I think he won the title. That was odd. That was odd. But um, yeah. Yeah. Also, multiple MLS games have been called off tonight because we know why. So, just well, seeing that. Because the NBA was uh, just like you know when they shut down in March. Seems like uh, maybe we might not see any sports tomorrow. Well, definitely not. Not a whole lot tonight, unless it's one, except the ones that just started. Yeah. Phillies are up three to two right now. Seventh yeah. inning. The ones are already in progress, so, I should say. Yeah, yeah. I think they started at six. So interesting. Yeah. And the Flyers actually are supposed to play tomorrow. They're supposed to play the third game of their playoff series against the Islanders. It's happening tomorrow, right? Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Back to back. That's Weird. that's tough. That's rough, man. Have yeah. an overtime game and go right back at it tomorrow. That's tough. Yeah, luckily they won within like four minutes, but should have never got to overtime. Well, you know, a W is a W, man. I keep telling you, you gotta look at yeah, the positives. Yeah, true that. Might be their last W Come for a on, while. Man. Jeez. <laughs> and that, I'm just saying, you know, if they if the NHL shuts down, that's one thing. Uh, the Flyers barely have been playing well uh, recently. You know, I don't know how they beat the Canadians in six games because they played well for maybe three of those games, but it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, I'm a Philly sports fan, so uh-huh. you know how I feel. Yeah. You're a Negadelphian. Isn't that what they say? Typical Negadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anything oh, well, else happening? That just, that just means that when they win, I'm super happy. And that's fair. Now that's fair. Uh, just you know when you know when we won the Super Bowl and white folks looked over a car, it just wasn't a riot. <laughs> just know that <laughs> it was not a riot. Just p- happy fans. Um, what I what I won't do is eat manure. Please don't. <laughs> oh boy! Look, I was happy as anybody when we won the Super Bowl. Trust me. <laughs> I didn't wait. 25, or how was I at that point? 28? I didn't wait 28 years to win a Super Bowl and then eat poop. <laughs> that was not That was not what was going to happen. <laughs> I waited all this time just to win the Super Bowl, the highlight of my life besides having my daughter, and I'm going to eat poop to celebrate? Nah, I'm alright. <laughs> nah, I'm good. To each their own, though. I'm not, yeah, look, I love Eagles fans, but I'm not eating poop. <laughs> this is not for me. I'll 
Uh, somebody I mean, else is it in. that far away from like a protein bar? If you want to get scientific, I guess maybe you're right. I don't know, man. I ain't, I'm not doing it. They got poop flavor protein bars at Wawa, or uh, they every single protein bar is poop flavor. No, there's some good protein bars out there. <laughs> Ico Pro is not one of them. We can say that. <laughs> <laughs> we can say that. Good old Ico Pro. Uh, we will do uh, more deep dives in the future. We did one last week about the Lex Express. Got a lot of good feedback about that. Uh, so we will do another deep dive yeah, even, coming up. Uh, I tagged Francine, and she said that... I didn't even miss that tweet, by the way. I know you responded on behalf of us, so thank you. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't, I guess, clear in my tweet that uh, she was on screen during the WrestleMania CD party, but you know, we talked about it, like you said, so we mentioned it on the air, yeah, but yeah, in my yeah. tweet, I, she must have thought that... I meant she was on the bus. No, <laughs> so, no. Nope. I mean, we're gonna talk about it. We know we, we watched it. I'm gonna assume we knew, we know that. But uh, damn, all MLS games <laughs> yeah, right. have been postponed tonight. Hmm. All what? All MLS game have been postponed except the mm. Nashville, Colo- Orlando game, which was the first one to kick off. They are at halftime, mm. so I would assume they'll mm. finish that one. Um, gotcha. But uh, back to what I was saying. Uh, what was I saying? Oh. Uh, Lex, yeah, Lex Express. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're talking about it on the podcast, Francine. Give us a break. We we, we saw it. We saw it. But um, Man. push that play button, Francine. Come right, on, please, please, please listen. We appreciate it. Uh, hey, you want to come on the show? We'd appreciate that too. <clears throat> but um, we will do more deep dives in the future. The next one we got cooking up either next week or maybe the week after. It'll come soon. It is the match. The movie. It's no holds barred. <laughs> it's on Hulu for those that yes were not aware. Uh, so if you want to check it out, uh, please do. We will uh, be watching it and taking notes and doing a deep dive on No Holds Barred. It is cheesy '80s greatness. It does feature Hulk Hogan, which I mean, you know, you know how I feel about him, but. We get to make fun of him for an hour or so <laughs> on uh, on the podcast. Yeah, so. just days after the No Holds Barred match at Payback. Yeah. <laughs> you watching? How funny is it that we we planned on this and then they go and throw a No Holds a No Holds Barred triple threat match at Payback with Roman Reigns, Bray Wyatt, and uh, Look, Braun Strowman? It works out perfect for us. Yeah. So. All right, well, you got anything else in wrestling you want to talk about? Uh, the NBA Board of Governors is set to meet tomorrow. It's a lot going down, man. Yeah. It is a lot. Per Adrian Wojnarowski. So, well, you know it's true. Just call him Woj. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure you butchered well, that name. I just wanted to, uh, you know, show off that I know how to pronounce that last name. Is it Wojnarowski or Wojnarowski? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm not repeating it. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to give myself a chance to be wrong. Fair enough. <laughs> Congrats to Brizango. <laughs> All right. Well, with that said, uh, yeah. let's wrap up the show so I can stop looking at Twitter for the rest of the night because I'm getting upset. <laughs> yeah. 
Tommaso Ciampa's back, so maybe there'll be goodness in NXT. You mean he's not running Retribution? I mean, he could be. Could be. I mean, would that that would be worse for his character, right? Because Retribution sucks. <laughs> As of right now, they do. They were just—it's reminded me of the Dark Order, and they would have to have somebody big come in. I'm not even sure Champa can uh, be like the Brody Lee of Dark Order. So we'll see. We'll see. We will see. We'll see a lot of things, but we'll oh see. damn, he did an actual headbutt. <laughs> we are seeing, stiff. seeing the end of episode 249. So next week mm. might be it is will it will be our 250th episode. It might be a no holds barred episode. That'd be wild. Uh, but here right. on 249, we're gonna wrap it up. So Nick, take us out with some plugs, please. You could follow me at Nick Pacone on Twitter. Follow us at Shooters Radio on Twitter. We're on Facebook at facebook.com/shootersradio, and you can follow. My writing and uh, my writers uh, covering all the Flyers playoffs. Uh, Sixers trying to move. Crazy. Uh, trying to get a new arena built. Pence Landing. Crazy story that dropped tonight. Uh, read all that at phillyinfluencer.com. And you can get this podcast also at phillyinfluencer.com and at phillyvoice.com. I am at Vaughn M. Johnson on Twitter. Uh, you can find me out here in these streets, but probably not a whole lot because I don't want to get murdered by the police. So I'm going to stay in the house. Um, also, you can check out my work at PhiladelphiaEagles.com. I've been writing a lot. Um, so check me out on there. I got stories, you know, pretty much every day going up there. Uh, so yeah, check me out there. And as we were talking about earlier, about, uh, you know, Jacob Blake and others that have been victimized by our police in this country we will keep talking about this in the future when this stuff comes up we will always talk about it uh so yeah again if you don't like it like i told you we told y'all before we told y'all months ago when the george floyd stuff happened um if you don't like it don't hit that play button unsubscribe right now because it's going to keep happening so and nick i i can i think i can speak for you on this one you're cool with that as well. So, absolutely. So, for Nick Picone, I'm Vaughn Johnson. Thanks for listening to episode 249 of the Straight Shooters. And we'll catch y'all again next week. Peace.